Good morning, good afternoon, good night, everybody from wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening. This is England is Burning, burning for Sunday, September the 5th. It's the day before Labor Day, wherever Labor Day is celebrated, which I really don't know, except outside the U.S. But we have someone who might actually be able to tell us who is with us. We have Kate with us. She is with the Manchester City Official Supporters Club. She is actually from Canada, so it's a little bit of a different feel. So, uh, new face. Uh, you know, and Emma was, uh, was gracious to join us for the first, uh, half season of our little wonderful little video and podcast out there. And by, by the way, y'all, if you're watching this on YouTube right now, please smash a like, please subscribe, share with your friends. This is the, how we grew all last year. That's how we're going to grow this year because my advertising budget is negative zero. So it's up to y'all smash a like share and subscribe. That's all you need to do. And then if you're listening, same thing, five-star review, all that sort of stuff. Okay. Just do it. Okay. This is fun. It doesn't take much. There we go. All right. So Kate, welcome to the show. You are a Manchester City women fan. You're with the Supporters Club all the way in Canada, five million miles away from Manchester (laughs) uh, and so forth. Welcome to the program. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to be talking about City. All right. And, and uh, you know, Kate brings in a, a different perspective on things. And we, you, you and I, Kate, may end up challenging each other about some things that are going on with, with City and, and so forth. And, and uh, we'll see how it flows. Um, but I'm very, very happy to have you. Very happy uh, to have you with us today. So let's start off, you know, let's start with this. So, what led you, because you are in uh, somewhere in, in Canada, somewhere in north of me, far north of me, but how did you end up becoming a uh, following Manchester City women in the first place? Um, so it kind of all started after the 2019 Women's World Cup. Uh, I was watching it, kind of just really fell in love with uh, women's football there. Um, I was a, obviously going for Canada uh we got knocked out pretty early unfortunately so but I kept watching because the quality was so good um I really latched on to England started watching their matches and uh fell in love with some of the players on the team um Lucy Bronze I saw that goal against uh, I think it was Norway just an absolute screamer just belted that one in there and then Ellen White just had a terrific tournament too so um they were kind of on my radar players like that uh, so I started following kind of like the Lionesses on Twitter and social media. And then I remember September came and they started advertising for the FA player and the WSL. They're finally opening the league up to international viewers. And I'd never watched women's club football before because unfortunately Canada still doesn't have a league here. We don't even have a team here. Um, our players are kind of scattered in France and England and uh, America. So um, they opened that league up to me to watch. And um, the first game I got to watch was a Manchester Derby. Um, mm-hmm. I was so new to like watching um, football really that I didn't even know like the importance of the, what the Derby was. Um, and then it, like it was two teams from the Manchester playing, obviously. Um, So the way I compared it to, this is going to be a very Canadian reference here, uh, was the the Battle of Ontario here between like the Maple Leafs and the Senators, uh, two teams kind of in the the same province just battling it out. 
Um, so I latched on to that game, and the first goal I saw was Caroline Weir just, again, screamer into the top corner, and I was pretty much hooked. Started watching mm-hmm. City from uh, then on out. And so, in general, you are a, you are a soccer fan in general, yes. uh, and a women's soccer fan in general as well. So you bring that in on board. You uh, and you have experience in following the Canadian national team. And and for those of you in the U.S. who probably wish to forget the fact that <laughs> the Canadian women's national team did win a gold medal recently, yeah, yeah, that, that happened. Yeah. That did happen. <laughs> you know, it did happen. Believe it or not, it You're happened. Probably gonna win, so uh, and so forth. Um, so in a strong side, and and um, and I'm sure that you'll bring in the angle of of Canadian players playing in the WSL as well to to this uh, to this show. So so let's jump right into it. So you know. Kate, I've been, I raved and I, 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 and I kind of made, I kind of gave myself an out last week and I gave the out of, I never bet on football because usually I'm wrong. I don't make predictions. Usually I'm wrong, but I made them anyways, because I happen to run a podcast and a YouTube channel that, you know, kind of thrives on that kind of stuff. And I raved all last week about three clubs, three clubs I raved about last week. One of them was Leicester city. They lost. Yep. The other one was Arsenal. Okay, I raved about them, and they won today, though yeah. thanks to a lines person's call. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you talk to yeah. Chelsea fan, uh, yeah. Chelsea fans, right? Yeah. Uh, but then I also talked about Everton. I talked about Everton. I said, Everton, look at them. They're yeah. going to be. They're going to be. They made all these signings. They made eight signings, nine signings, ninety signings. They flipped their whole squad and everything else, and they were just making all this stuff. And they brought Tony Duggan back, and I mean, it was great. Yeah. You know, they're really going to challenge. Uh, and then we walked into Saturday, and then the other thing, Kate, I, I, I was having doubts about Manchester City, so. I was having doubts about their window. I was having doubts how the, how the pieces were going to fit and and everything else. So, Kate, let's let's kind of before we get into the match a little bit. How did you feel about how City did in the window, the transfer window over the summer? You know, the signings they had. You know, what did you think of that? Um, so kind of like you, like at first I was a little dis- like disappointed with some of the signings. It um, not disappointed because I mean you got Lasada and I've been watching Barca play uh, a lot like I've I signed up to watch them because it's just such good football it's such good mm-hmm. football so I knew bringing in like someone from that team like they're like just it was going to be a good call and Jen she's been great so far um so Lasada was great Shaw was another good signing again I've been watching Bordeaux as much as I can um mm-hmm. the French league is a little inaccessible um I've been watching like, only, only a tiny unless you're like a PSG or Leon <laughs> fan, like it right. seems like Bordeaux. And right. I was watching Bordeaux because we have a Canadian on there. I'll uh-huh. chance to shout that out. Vanessa Jill. Um, she's been doing phenomenal. Uh, but Shaw was playing with her at the time. So every time like I was trying to tune in or following him on Twitter, I just kept seeing Shaw scoring, Shaw scoring, Shaw scoring. So when we signed her, like I kind of had a feeling she was another good signing, but it just, it's been a weird transfer window because we have made good, good signings, but I don't, it's just, I, I can't put my finger on it for the, for the longest time. I was just a, just a little disappointed because I was hoping we'd sign some more defenders personally. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. especially with like bronze being out and Stokes has been off and on a little bit. So I was mm-hmm. kind of hoping for defensive signings and we kept signing more attacking players and attacking players. Right. So mm-hmm. I was a little bit frustrated there, but I mean, so far, I mean, we're only a game into it. It's looking like. Yeah. And the, the concern I had was, was that I, and I, and I was like you, Kate, I was like, there's something not quite right. Like, I mean, like I, you know, on the surface, you look at the signing of, of Vicky Lasada as a great signing. I mean, you take the captain of the current Champions League winners, <laughs> you know, so, and you put them yeah. on your team. I mean, yeah. so that sounds fantastic. And then you take, uh, you know, um, you take Bunny, uh, you know, from, you know, Bunny Shaw, who is, you know, a renowned goal scorer and Manchester City last year was a team that, that was well-renowned for creating opportunities to score goals, massive amounts of possession, creating massive amount of goal opportunities, but not being the greatest at converting them. So you go and get, you know, a center forward, put them at a number nine, boom, there you go. There's the number nine. Uh, And so on the surface, that made an excellent choice, but I saw the injuries, the yeah. fact that, you know, Chloe Kelly is still out, you know, and hopefully she's recovering very well from her injury. Uh, Lucy Bronze, you know, admittedly, good decision to go ahead and just get the surgery done yeah, instead that. of playing and in, in playing in pain. Uh, and then you losing Mewis, Lavelle, and I think the big loss really to me, uh, the Americans that the Americans that left was Dal Kemper, you know, and leaving kind of at the end. Yeah. I thought she was staying and then she left. Uh, to, you know, and so I was like, yeah, that was a very weird situation, yeah. And it's like, how is Shaw gonna fit in? I think Lasada easy fit in because of the systems are basically the same. Um, but I was like, how is Shaw going to fit into this? And then losing all the Americans and not, and, and Ellen White even coming kind of slowly coming back from injury herself, you know, the people coming back from the Olympics. I mean, it, it's just so much. And I was just like, Hmm, I think something is missing. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of uncertainty there for sure. Right. Like yeah. Who was going to be starting and how they're going to be playing. Because I remember last season, it took a while for that team chemistry to build. Right. And, and so swapping like this is, might just be me new to like really watching, but like just the coming and going and swapping of players. I'm like, that can't be great for kicking a season off. Like Chelsea mm-hmm. barely made any changes. So you're like, okay, they're just going to keep going because it's like, she knows her players. She knows who to rotate and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But like, I was a little concerned about her rotation. Yeah. Know. And then, so absolutely, absolutely. And, and, you know, the teams, you know, Chelsea, all they really needed to do is make a tweak. You know, all they need to do is like tweak some couple of things. Uh, and, you know, when you have a system and you mentioned the system. And so you have Garrett Taylor, who's, set, who's a manager, who's a second full season uh, at manager, completely out of the current city football group school of, of managing, coming from the youth program, going into the women's program, was very successful, though, as a youth manager. Uh, but going from youth boys to pro women is very is a big jump yeah. uh, but yeah. completely married into the city football group system into the tactical system but the thing about the tactical system though it always takes at least a year for a new player to that system to actually get used to that system and yeah. so that's why i was like okay so how is you know how someone like you know 
Ani Shaw going to fit in as a desperately needed number nine in that system? And then, you know, like I felt like, okay, Masada, okay, good choice because she comes from the the mother of all yeah. <laughs> systems, yeah. uh, you know, you know, um, and so forth. So, you know, it's just a lot of moving parts and, and you're right. I think, you know, it took a while for that chemistry to take place at the beginning of last year. Now we're kind of in this, almost in the same boat. Doesn't seem like. Yeah. A this season. But I think this year we have a lot more factors going into it too, right? They're trying right. to rest the Olympians. And if let's be honest, like, Man City is like 90% Team GB. Right. So right. Even those players right. coming in, and now you've got like the Australians coming in who are also playing, and the Canadian coming in who's playing. And it's just like a lot of those players are probably still trying to recover from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we didn't really have any preseason match. Our, our first preseason match was a UWCL game, like a champion. Yeah, game. exactly. It's essentially our preseason. Right. Right. So that's such a weird thing to, to come into and try to get a feeling yeah it's it almost i mean it's it was just like ouch yeah start the season with real madrid uh you know in a champions league that actually matters um you know it's i mean it's tough and then turn right around and play the opening league match against everton uh so it's a lot of challenges and so i think what my thought process was when i predicted and i still predict manchester city to be third um is you know, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to turn, I'm not going to overreact to everybody. Okay. I'm just not going to do it. Not going to overreact to one, one game. Uh, you know, I, I still predict city to be third. And the reason why was because there's all these variables and how is everything going to fit together and how, you know, all these kind of unanswered questions that, you know, are, are, are out there, um, you know, on this squad, um, you know, you had Ellie Roebuck not available for this match, um, you know, as well, which is, and, and I think she was a really key component, uh, also for them. So it's just, I mean, it's a lot. So, so looking at the lineup going into the Everton match on, you know, Everton match on Saturday. So you have, um, you have Bonmere who is a goaltender, never seen her play before. I don't think, yeah. <laughs> uh, is there a word? Play a couple times. So, um, so I was like, that's new. SMA Morgan, who's, who's a, a younger player with a lot of promise in the back line. Uh, and then you have, you know, then you have like the foundation, you got Steph Houghton and foundation there. She's back in the back line, sitting there with uh, Alex Greenwood, who sometimes plays on the wing and sometimes can play also center back as well, but she's there. Uh, and then a left left back, you know, Demi Stokes, who came back from injury at the end of last season uh, and had a bit of a shaky, you know, end of the season coming back from injury um, last year. Then you got, you know, uh, you know, Laura Coombs, you know, going into the midfield, 4-3-3 formation, Big Lasada right in the middle, perfect, uh, 19, and then Caroline Weir uh, on the other side. So solid midfield, you know, solid midfield yeah, there. And then, no, that's pretty good. Yeah, front line, you know, front three of, you know, Hilly Rasso, new, Bunny Shaw, new, and then, uh, you know, good old Canadian standby. <laughs> yeah. I'll try not to talk too much about her in this episode. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but <laughs> but yeah, you can, talk, you can talk about her all you want. Um, so so what did you think of that lineup? A lot of new faces. Yeah. So I was worried about the goalkeeping, I think, right off the bat. Yeah. Like, Ellie Rowe. Yeah. I was expecting Ellie to play. Um yeah. I just I think it was kind of like more of like a last minute thing. You're like, oh, she kind of got a knock, she's gonna miss 
you like the Champions League match and she'll be fit for the other one. And you're like, okay, that's fine. Right. And then the news drops. It's like, no, she's not going to be out for a while. And you're like, okay. And then they're like, okay, so Karen Bursley will fill in. And then I look at the lineup and I'm like, no, Karen Bursley's nope. not anywhere near there. So right. it's like, okay, so I guess we're going with another keeper. Um, mm-hmm. But she, I was impressed with her in the game. Um, mm-hmm. Thought she did really well. But I've only seen her a couple of times. So that kind of concern got alleviated. Um, Demi Stokes was another bit of a concern for me at left mm-hmm. back. Like she's she's a good player. Um, mm-hmm. Thought she like she was playing really well. I don't think she's quite been there since coming back from that injury she had last year. Um, I don't know what's quite going on, but um, today's match she she pre- like she did really well. It was a Champions League match. I was a little little shaky on her performance there so that kind of that concern kind of came over into this game but uh no I thought she she played pretty solid and then yeah Coombs again was another concern in the midfield but like she's like filling in for injuries she hasn't had a lot of playing time either so um there's like a lot to take in for some of that and then like our front three yeah I was really interested to see how those three were going to do together because so used to seeing Kelly and Hemp and White up front. So mm-hmm. now you kind of are starting with this whole new combination and seeing how that goes. And it went very well. Yeah, I would say it went very well. But uh, and then, you know, we had a lot of I mean, and I had heard so much, you know, hype uh, for Everton and all the changes and all the, the signings and everything else. And I still believe in them. And But I remember Rob Prattley from the CFCW you know, social, you know, mentioned when we were talking about Chelsea and the WSL in general, one of the things he mentioned was the, he kind of questioned, like, did they make too many signings? Did, is it mm-hmm. too much of a flip? Trying to get them uh, yeah. You know, and, and, you know, it may take a while for Everton to, you know, have that, you know, gel and chemistry in place and things like that. And, and yes, they brought in a whole bunch of good, very good players, but is it not, you know, it's going to take them some time and it certainly uh, seemed to do that. But when you watch the first part of this match, you know, the first, you know, 20 minutes or so, what were you, you know, those fears that you had about how this was going to work? How did that play out maybe in the first 20 minutes as we lead up to what happened next? Uh, yeah, like the first 20 minutes, we're playing okay. But again, I saw some giveaways in the midfield. Mm-hmm like some some shots that Everton had they were pressing a little bit at the back we were doing well but uh some of the concerns I had from the Champions League match were kind of pulling into this which is like giveaways and some some of the passes weren't the greatest but um yeah, like and yeah like I think Everton like fair play to them I don't the four the four nil scoreline I think was just like they they did well offensively like it wasn't like we just kind of ran them over it's just defensively defensive errors are kind of what cost them. But for the first, yeah, the first couple of minutes of the game, I thought both teams were, were playing fairly well against each other. Yeah. And I mean, Everton lined up in a, in a five, three, two, which, you know, seems to be the, the defense tactic du jour, uh, you know, every time, you know, a, a, a quote weaker team goes against one of the top three or four that has a lot of offensive firepower. Um, and so that was sort of the, the, the plan lineup. It may have been a little bit too conservative, um, you know, to start with potentially. Um, but I wonder, 
you know, and, and I think you're absolutely right. I think, you know, I, I, I watched the first 20 minutes and I was like, this is a team that didn't have a preseason. Yeah. Yeah. It's fair. I mean, I, I don't know when they went into training camp, but, but this is a team that, that, I mean, and I think, I think you make an excellent point. This is a, this is a, for the most part, this is a team GB squad. Uh, and they're just now coming back and getting the rest. And so a lot of players were frankly, and I, I don't mean this as a criticism at all. This is the way the schedule went is, you know, who, who had very little uh, time, uh, they were given rest, obviously, after the, you know, after the Olympics and then, you know, but come right in to get some rest and then come right into training camp. And then the first game out of uh, the gate was a Champions League qualifier. I mean, that's almost insane, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. what? you know, so I, I think, you know, it, I, I went in there actually, honestly, Kate, I went in there with lower, low expectations because I was like, this is not a team that's going to be. Yeah. Like full flow, full fluid, and and everything else, because the strat, the tactic that they use is based on a short passing game, possession based, create space, uh, you know, take advantage of space, take advantage of opportunities by mistakes, yeah. and, you know, and then just wear teams down, you know, with with the game. Um, but you've got to be the chemistry's got to be there, and you're passing into space, and you're you're having to be in the right spots because the the one of the other uh, hallmarks of this of the strategy, and I know that Pep Guardiola doesn't like to use the word tiki taka, but it is his version of it. Uh, and there's a lot of zones. There's a lot of you know. There's a lot of zone play. A certain amount of players can only be in one zone at one time. The field is broken up into squares, and Gareth does uses the same system right and so but you have several players who are not used to that system yet and so it's very you know it just was like it was a hard 20 minutes because i think you had players who weren't quite sure where they were supposed to be yeah and then players who were used to the system were passing into places where they thought that a player was supposed to be according to the plan they weren't there so you know it took a while but interestingly enough though it and tell me if i'm wrong it it, it actually started turning out better you know uh, a little bit quicker than i thought it would yeah yeah i thought we might be like this might be like a game where it kind of goes in halftime maybe like we might be up like one nil or something like that. And then kind of like as the game progresses, we, we roll into it. Like the second half, we'll get a couple more maybe. And then, you know, but uh, yeah, like all of a sudden, like one goal went in and then they just kept attacking. Like Razzle and Becky were just running rampant down. Yeah. And it's like, there was nobody stopping them. The space space was there and they took advantage of it. Like a hundred percent. Right. And that is, you know, that definitely is the city style. And and that's what happened. I mean, that's what didn't happen the last time Manchester City played Everton. Yep. Everton didn't oh, yeah. give up any space. Hey, yeah. That we I mean, fought it, hard for that one, for that FA yeah. Cup, for the and, FA Cup match. Like, yeah, I mean, it was just was edge of your seat stuff because they were, yeah, they really gave it to us that game. And it, it was, and it, and a lot of it was just defensive solidity and just not giving up the space. Uh, and it took a wonder goal, you know, late, you know, to get the three points that that city at the time really desperately needed that, you know, to in order to get through that match. Um, but how important do you think, though, Kate, was it that Vicky Lasada was the one that got the first goal? 
it was, yeah, no, it was really good because she had a shot earlier that went just right. And then the commentator was talking about, oh, it wasn't that close. And I watched it back. I'm like, no, that was, that was close. <laughs> and you can see the look on Lasada's face. And she's mm -hmm. like, she should have had that. But that was just, the shot she took was great. So seeing her, like, place, like, she took her time on that, too. Like, she took a second, saw the positioning of where everybody was, and just placed that shot perfectly. It just pinged mm -hmm. in off the bar and just went right in there. So, um, yeah, I, I love that it was her that got the first first shot in and her first goal in. Um, and I think it's just going to, she's just going to keep going for the season. Yeah, I you know, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I mean, you just, I mean, you know, I have no question. I had, like I said, I had no question about her fitting into the squad. I mean, and fitting into the system and everything else, but you know, every time, it, but this was a reminder for me that every time I forget the importance of a good attacking center mid, you yeah. know, doing yeah. their job and being sort of the center of the park, and controlling things and managing things, yeah. the flow, you know, is so important. And then you put someone in that, even though you have a bunch of new, bunch of other new faces, yeah. you're not sure where they go. You have someone who's sort of the air traffic controller of the group. That's like, all right, you know, I know what to do. You had yeah. someone there who knew what to do. Um, well, Carolyn you know. Weir is that, that for us as well, right? Like she's, exactly. Yeah. She's been phenomenal. Like, that Becky through pass was just mm -hmm. seeing that replay after replay. It was just beautiful to, to Caroline. Like the connection that we are and Becky had this game. It was great. Mm -hmm. Like you saw it a couple of times. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Her through pass to Weir takes the shot, goes off. And then Lasada just waits for everybody to try to scramble around in the box and places her shot. Like the whole setup was just, it was really nice to watch. And you got 10 minutes later, you know, but in a 36 minute you had, you know, then Janine Becky. So talk about that goal. Yep. So that started with Alex Greenwood, like mm -hmm. unbelievable talent there. I still like the second they listed team GB, I think the internet exploded because mm -hmm. like, how do you leave Alex Greenwood? Oh, Alex Greenwood out. Yeah, no. exactly. Unbelievable. <laughs> so this goal, you see Alex Greenwood and she just takes it right off of Tony Duggan. Just, just. Mm -hmm. Slide, slides in there, takes the ball off her. Uh, Tony, I don't think, was expecting it at all. Then it goes to Janine. Janine goes on this run. No one's stopping her. Right, backing up, backing up, backing up. Like, no one's stopping her. She's like, okay, I'm going to just, like, run it, run it just outside the penalty area. And it's and still, ball watching. Like, the defenders were not – nobody was challenging her for that ball. She's like, all right, I'll take the shot. Takes the shot, nice and low. Bounces off the ground, goes right into the corner. Yeah, I mean, I feel like 99 out of 100 times that shot is either, you know, is blocked or saved, but yeah. somehow it trickles in and you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. They just watched it. They, you know, they, and, the and it's, no chance either. And I just felt like, I mean, at that point, I was just like, what is Everton doing? I mean, what are they doing? They're just like, now they're like, they're like, I felt like I was watching the situation like with like U.S. Dream Team or something, where the the opponents were just like eating popcorn on the on the you know on the court, you know, like wow, look at that! It's like look at you all know? the room she has. Like don't yeah. let don't let someone like Janine Becky. You know, you can't let anyone. I mean, I'm sorry, you cannot let anyone on the no, squad sure. any free space um, because you're gonna get murdered. I mean, yeah. it's just gonna be just yeah, it's not good. It's just not. Um, good. And then it, it's just. I mean, I think. 
And then you just saw the mentality of the team of Everton in comparison to the mentality of Manchester City just switch. And it's just like they're like, oh no, we're just gonna. I mean, I felt like I was watching them and they're and they are on their faces, the Everton players' faces, that they it's like we're gonna get bulldozed now, aren't we? Yes, you are going to get bulldozed. Okay. You know, and then it's, that was it because there was just like you said, a lot of standing around. You know, if their pace slowed down, yeah. poor, I mean, poor Willie Kirk was like well, talking to his, you know, assistants on the sideline. Like, what do we do? We don't know what we're doing here, you know. And, you know, but I think it, it was so awesome to see, though, that, you know, again, another new face, you know, Bunny Shaw in a perfect position, perfect yeah, position, uh, you know, build up a play, perfect position on a break there to, you know, put in goal number three. Yeah. And you can see why she was the leading goal scorer in the French division. Because she sees that play happening. She sees Razzle. She sees Razzle. Like she sees all the defenders are being pulled over to the left side of the pitch. She sees that they're all going towards her. And Bunny just like scoots right, sees, keeps her head up, like gets herself right in front of the net. Razzle sees her, passes it. No one's in front of Bunny. Like, no one's watching her. MacGyver, again, zero chance. Her defense is kind of hung her out to dry. And Bunny puts that one away. Like, just a de- the defending. The, def- I, the We're going to keep going over this on yeah, it's, issues. It's just the defending. And that is why, you know. That, yeah, that, yeah, it was it was just really shocking to me. You yeah, know, no, I mean, I mean, you you do have to get. Obviously, we need to give credit to Manchester City and their just offensive firepower. But at some point, Everton gave this match away and just said, you know what, we're done. Uh, and it was 35 minutes in, 37 minutes into the match, this it was over. And um, I really didn't see anything from them the remainder of the match. Did you? There was chances. They they had a little bit of chances. They threw on some subs that made. I thought it was interesting that like players like Emsley and Govan Govan weren't starting. Like I don't, there was a couple of like, so I don't, I think there's stuff that Everton can take out of this game as the first game of the season. I don't think it's all doom and gloom for them. They have good, like you said, they have good players. They have good signings. I just think, yeah, this first game wasn't, was kind of like, yeah, it didn't work. Yeah, I, I don't want to make this. I don't want to, you know. I, I promise, no, no overreaction week. You yeah. know, let's yeah. not overreact one way or the other with anybody. But I mean, but there, there, there is there's things that are that in the takeaways. My takeaway for Everton is I'm concerned that at Goodison Park, in yeah. front of fans for the first time, yeah, in forever. Yeah, and and a team that they really fought hard against the year before. Yeah, yeah, they and they, the team just—I mean, they kind of men, on a mentality standpoint just tanked it after 38 minutes, and and yeah, there were opportunities later at times than that. But then you know, I mean, Manchester City at that point was like, you know what, we've got we're three goals up, you know, and we can now, you know, we don't necessarily need to, you know, to go on full blown attack. Um, you know, it just that was sort of that was concerning. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, I would agree. Wouldn't you agree, though, Kate? I think this was like the best possible result that Manchester City could get. Yeah. Or is, or is like it? Said, like going into this game, like like you said, the last, I think it's the last league game we played against them. We were fighting, fighting hard for every point to try to catch up with Chelsea. 
And right. I think we, we scored that last minute dying effort goal from a beautiful, I think it was, I think Hemp crossed it in and Kelly got on the end of it. But like that game, we were like, oh, okay. But like, so Everton, I was expecting them to push us a lot harder um, this time. But like you said, lots of changeover. So um, that's just how that happened. But yeah, like a 4 0 result is great. And Steph Houghton's penalty, or her no, penalty, sorry, her, um, her free kick, just. Right. Classic step over, like, and, and beautiful, you know, right? Is it, yeah, it was, it, yeah, it, it was, uh, yeah, it was absolutely stunning. Uh, and anytime you have the goaltender just standing there and not moving, yeah, because there is absolutely no chance. Oh, MacGyver again, she couldn't do I anything, mean, but I took yeah, a closer, so I took a closer look at that and uh-huh. they set that up. So, like, Steph's there, she's ready to take it. And then White and Becky, I think, are standing um, in front of the wall. And then in second, Steph goes to take that penalty. You see them. You see White goes this way. Becky goes this way, runs into Duggan. Uh, so, like, they're right in front of MacGyver. So there's stuff going on there. And then you can see someone on the wall is kind of, like, distracted with Ellen White sprinting this way. Mm-hmm. So, like, then in the balls, before you know it, the ball's just in the back of the net. And nobody knows what happens. Happened, right. right. So like I had to look at that a couple times. So I'm like, no, no, that's like a set play. That that's a set play. Oh yeah. Right. Like yeah, yeah. They- that and it's always wonderful when it when something like that ends up you know going exactly how you practiced it. You know, you practiced that a million times and it worked exactly the way it was supposed to. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and uh, and it's just but you know. And it was, a, yeah, absolutely a setup, absolutely a setup. And they, and, and, and Everton fell for it. They fell for the distractions and the movement. And, and that's just part of the, you know, that's part of the, how, you know, how they, how city operates, but what's it like to be able to like watch a team and then they, they get to sub out Caroline Weir for George Stanway, Bunny Shaw for Ellen White. That's it. I don't know why. And Jamie was- Becky for Lauren Hemp. Yeah, I don't know why I was ever concerned about like our depth being an issue. I'm like, oh, all our players are injured. Like this is gonna right. be such a problem. And also you're like, we're at four nil, and now right. we're putting Lauren Hemp on the field. Right. Like, this is a this is this is gonna turn out very well. Yeah. Right? You know. Be like, oh man. Like that, that's you know, and then you roll out, you know, then then you get you know Jill Scott coming back, and of course she's playing against the team that she was on loan to yeah. to get more playing time. Yeah. Um, she rolls in there, um, you know, and, and the newcomer Alana Kennedy, um, you know, coming in, it's you know game over. Yeah. Uh, so it's game over at that point. But was do you think at the end of the day? I mean, watching you know watching this thing through and kind of looking at the highlights and looking at a lot of the things that happened and you analyze you analyzing kind of how things kind of transpired tactically. Do you think this was more a sign of just City's overall strength, or was this a capitulation by Everton and just not being prepared to play this match? No, no, I think it's it's plays to City's strength for sure. Um, I think you're getting a taste of what's to come during the season. That's um, the players kind of feeling each other out a little bit. Uh, cause, cause like I said, um, yeah, some of it can be, well, a lot of it can be attributed to Everton's defense, just collapsing, I think. Um, but they've got McIver, they've got, if they can sort out their defense and they had attacking options, like Kansas mm-hmm. Dolly and like, there's, there's options there, right? Like they were getting, they were getting, they got a shot on that. 
So I don't think it's completely down to Everton. It's just like poor performance. I think a lot of it can be spoken for the quality that City has brought in and um, just getting your lines right. Because I know mm-hmm. last season, like someone like Janine Becky sat around a lot, but like when you've got Hemp and Kelly and White performing as well as they're performing, how how do you mess around with that kind of line, right? But now that mm-hmm. we've got injuries, we've had to readjust. And I know it's, again, the first game, but I really like what I saw out of Rasso, Becky, and uh, Shaw with a mm-hmm. defense, with a midfield of Lasada and Weir. Like, they mm-hmm. just, everyone was just connecting with each other. And, like, yeah, Shaw got her first goal. Lasada got her first goal. Razzo got her first assist. Like, the players we're bringing in are already making an impact, right? So absolutely, and th- and I think that's the thing that I took away from this match was the impact, the immediate impact, of particularly Lasada and Shaw, um, and and how they you know how they performed first time out of the, you know first league game out you know somewhat disappointing performance in the you know the very first match the first leg with Real Madrid uh, in, you know, in Spain. But uh, with that being said, um, you know, the, yeah, I mean, that's the takeaway is just, is like, all right, if you, if people have, people have questions about how all these pieces would fit together with the injuries, outcomings, incomings. And I was one of them. Now, I don't want to overreact and say, okay, we're cool now. Everything's cool. It's high rolling from here. I don't believe so because I think Everton, you know, it's like, okay, there's playing Everton yeah. and then there's playing Champions League second leg against Real Madrid this week. There is Tottenham next, you know, next weekend. Um, then there you have an international break. Yeah, you know, that's harsh. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of harsh. And so what do you expect? You know, um, I didn't get to watch much of the first leg of the of the Real Madrid tie. What do you expect us to see from Manchester City in the second leg in Manchester? A lot better performance, I think, for sure. They're mm-hmm. definitely gonna be more comfortable uh now that they're at home. Um they tend to do really well uh in Manchester, so I think just like the first game was kind of, yeah, like a preseason trying to figure out some lines, getting stuff to work this game, you know, they're they're, okay. This is what's working. This is what's going well. Um, So I think we can expect better against Real Madrid, but we're going to have to be careful that we don't get like too overconfident from this four no one against Everton because Real Madrid have lots of threats. Like I said, they kept burning Stokes towards the end there mm-hmm. a little bit on the back. So the, the speed that they have, like we can't. And the one thing I didn't like about the first leg that we played is we went up one nil and then we just hung on. Like, right. especially mm-hmm. towards the end of it, it's like, okay, we're just going to kick the ball out. We're not going to like attack again. We're just going to try. And that's what ended up leading to the goal. I think mm-hmm. like one, one, yeah. like they weren't, pushing for another one. They just kind of tried to park the bus and it did not work. Yeah. And it's not going to, uh, I mean, in, t- in today's, there's in a, yeah. I mean, we've seen, I'm, I'm sure you've seen Kate, many, many examples of situations where, you know, where, you know, 
parking the bus in pretty much any sport, you know, usually doesn't work out, you know, uh, and that was an example. Um, and in the today's soccer, I don't think it works. Um, it may have worked in a different age. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and it's certainly not going to work against a Real Madrid. It's not going to work against a Champions League, a true Champions League side. Uh, and it's not going to work against, you know, the other three, top three in the league. May not even work against, you know, the other crosstown rivals. I mean, uh, because they're going to be very direct as well. Um, so I think the take home there is, you know, is they're going to have, I mean, City's going to have to have to figure out what to do on defense. Yeah. Uh, and figure out how what backline is going to work. Um, that's really going to be critical because, um, you know, as much as Demi Stokes has been a great, um, you know, has been a great, you know, ambassador for the club, you know, been a great player for the club over the years um, yeah. and so forth. She may not be at a point where um, she can be relied upon in the back line in key in key situations there have been too many situations i understand she's come back from injury i, I get it yeah. but you know um you, you know when you've got multiple teams essentially targeting her as a weak point you know you have to kind of yeah. step back yeah. and look at it uh and that's what's going to need to be sorted out because um, I think one of the changes that I think is I'm seeing with some of these teams that were playing a shorter passing possession game is there actually some of them are actually becoming a little bit more direct when the opportunity presents itself instead of, you know, getting the ball and then holding position and slowing everything down. Teams are now, you know, some of the teams like Manchester City and so forth are using more of a, of a counterattack strategy because they realize, well, the, you know, the other team is not, the fence is still, is out of position uh, when they take the ball away. That's the whole point. And you've got to then, you know, don't give the other team enough time to pull back their defensive shape. That was the mistake that Manchester City made too many times last season is allowing teams to go back into a full defensive shape. So I think one of the things we'll see tactically with City with some change is a little bit more counterattacking when the opportunity arises. So we saw that with the second goal uh, with Shaw, that situation happened uh, and you saw a situation where people were standing around. So um, I think you'll see more of that, but that defensive line needs to be short up. Yeah. Like I think Dal Kemper leaving was the. I, I, that, yeah. I mean, at the like, end of the day, they yeah, were kind, they kind of quietly went away. Um, you like, know, I'm with the dash and you're like, wait, what's happening? You're I mean, with people. You know, people were giving me stick about the fact that, you know, about, you know, that I was, you know, um, I, I remember online people were just kind of like, you know, well, you forget, you know, Dal Kemper's going to stay and she's one of the, she's going to be American. She's going to stay. I and then three the weeks, boat. I was in that boat. I was yeah. Like, and three weeks later, we're like, you know, you know, and I, three weeks later, you know, I'm sitting there like, yeah, what what I tell you? Yep. The Americans can, nope. they're gone. When's what? the NWSL open back up again? That's it. Yeah. You know, um, no you more. Know Manchester Winter. I, have, I have a lot of respect right now for Tobin Heath. For, I mean, a lot of people, Manchester United fans might not be the same way. Let's say, they're like, let's say I'm, I was confused by the move. I like that she um, stuck around in but she said, I'm, you know, I thought I sure I was a 99% sure she was going to back up in the NWSL. Yeah. Yep, 99% sure, you know, she ended up in New York or something, you know, uh, got them, you know, whatever. But I was like, and then all of a sudden it's like, 
oh yeah, she's signing for Arsenal. And I'm like, and she's Wait, like, what? what? Wait a minute. Did the transfer window end? Yeah. When yeah. does this happen? You know, um, craziness. Uh, and it's like, I can't wait to watch, you know, Arsenal play United with her on the oh. Arsenal side. Her and Miedema, yeah. if they put those two on together, it's just like everyone can just go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, br- I mean, I'm like, all right. That's scary. Miedema. That is scary. Yeah. It, it, it's, you know, and, and so that may be my one pick that may end up coming true, but uh, we'll see about that. Let's not overreact, no. you know, and, and yeah. let's not overreact here. So, but uh, so yeah. what, so how do you, do you think, you know, you expect a better performance from City against Real Madrid? Absolutely. You expect City to go get through? Yep. Yeah, I can see us winning the uh, the game. I'm not sure what all the rules are like now. Everything's changed. Because I was yeah, always, are they still doing away oh, rules? Goal. Goal. I'm like, we're great. And someone's like, they're not doing away goals anymore. And I'm like, well, what's the point of a one-one draw then in the away and home way? I'm like, this no, I don't like this. Yeah, like, that doesn't work any, that doesn't work anymore. I'm just trying to get used to the rules and they go and yeah. change everything. I'm like, okay, yeah. now now I'm really confused. <laughs> yeah. But, so yeah, so they gotta win this. They're gonna win this. Yeah. Um and in order to get through. Um, so um I mean, I do expect them to win. Real Madrid is not really ready to compete at the same level. And they caught them. They caught a city squad. that wasn't ready to play either. Um, Real Madrid was more ready to play that match than, than anybody else. So it's going to be different this time around. Um, I mean, now Real Madrid will be a force in years to come. um, Mm -hmm. The more resources they throw into it, Um, you know, of course they got to compete with Barcelona, but that's a hard hill to climb. Um, But if anyone in Spain is going to try to do it, it's going to be Real Madrid, obviously. Um, so then over the weekend, so we're looking at, you know, I agree. I think City's going to get through. Um, maybe by the skin of their teeth, but they're I think not they're going to get through. They're going to be very Canadian about this and make yeah. a about it. So <laughs> <laughs> it's not, um, not going to be a fun one, but I think we'll get so, through. And then you got Tottenham. Now, now Tottenham. If I were to pick any team that I thought possibly could be a relegation t- candidate, it would be Tottenham. But then what did Tottenham go do? They won. They won. <laughs> they won. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think of Tottenham? What do you think of how City is going to do with Tottenham in the weekend? I've watched a couple games because their captain is Shalina Zdorsky. I'll pretty much watch any team's game when they have a Canadian in it. Just no doubt. You know, no doubt. Really same proud. here. Same really here. Except players, what they're doing over there. Right. Yeah, Spurs are an interesting team. Yeah. Like you, I, you don't know what you're kind of going to get with them because um, sometimes no, you're you get, not. they'll stimmy you, and other times it's like, yeah, like you can beat them by a couple goals. So I, I think we'll beat them, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what to make of that one yet. They're they're one of those teams that they were kind of like a Reading team last year, right? Reading mm-hmm. sometimes beating these teams that you don't expect them to beat, and they're getting, you know. Just by teams that that they should be winning against, so it's yeah, um, exactly. It should be an an interesting one, I think. Yeah, Tottenham is one of those teams that made a lot of you know a lot of moves, made made a lot lot of moves, made a lot of moves, and so uh, it's interesting to see that piece together. Um, You know, but you know they did beat the the other possible relegation candidate. Um, you know, so they beat Birmingham, um, you know, at home, Manchester city is a whole nother ball of wax, um, for them, you know, I don't expect much out of Tottenham. I don't care who they get. Um, you know, 
you know, they can steal the entire Arsenal squad who would never go over there in the first place. But, um, but no, it's still Tottenham. Um, so I, I don't, ex- I honestly don't expect much. Um, but, you know, but do I see them possibly nicking a goal somewhere? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But, you know, but I think if, I think if things keep, if, again, try not to overreact though, but if, if you, if City put up the same type of performance as they did yesterday, against Tottenham, then it should be, you know, uh, uh, a, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far as to say it was a training exercise because that most of the game yesterday was a training exercise. I don't want, I don't want to go that far, but you know, but it's a good game to have for Manchester city just to build up chemistry and familiarity. That's it. Exactly. I think. Right. Just kind of keep going and building, like you said, build up this momentum a little bit. Yeah. So I'm looking at a three three nil in that one. What do you think? Uh, I have a friend who's a Spurs fan, so I need to be careful here. No, um, that's not what we do here. I'm you're, gonna, I'm gonna go, you're a fan. React. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go um, four nil. I'm gonna get another goal again because. Yeah, like Everton, I was expecting it to be a little bit more close, like closer. But this is the beauty of this league. Sometimes you try and predict score lines, and then teams go and throw a wrench in your plans when you're watching it. You're like, oh, this will be a, we'll get a couple goals here, and then all of a sudden it's like, no, we struggled the entire game, and we got a one nil win, right? Right, and and I think we're going to see a lot of that this season. I mean, I, I think, you know, um, you know, I mean, when you have a situation where you have, you know. It's not, I mean, it's definitely not an upset for Arsenal to beat Chelsea today. No. You know, it, it really is. I mean, isn't, if it, you know, they've been tied to too. Because yeah, you know, uh, I mean, cool, but the, but the point, cool, but, but no, I, I, the point being said, I think the point, my point, I think the point I have is that I don't think you're going to see, you're going to see more. Uh, last year, if you thought last year was unpredictable, you know, this year's even going to be even more unpredictable. Because I think Everton will come around. I think, you know, teams, you know, an Aston Villa is going to do something weird. A Reading will knock off, not just Manchester United, but they could pick off somebody. You know, who's that somebody going to be? The competition is going to be tighter, you know, particularly in the middle and, you know, um, and close, particularly in the middle, more so now than before. So I think, you know, when we were possibly expecting that kind of, you know, Manchester city seven, one result against Bristol, you know, I don't think we're going to see that. Yeah. Same, same. I just don't think we're going to see it. Um, No, with like the way the league's becoming more and more professional and like sky sports sweeping in and money being poured into those teams. Yeah. You're not going to be getting these blowouts anymore, right? You're going to get teams taking points off of the top three. It's going to be a lot closer. Like you said, I think it's just going to peak keep getting more and more professional and that's right. what we want right like that's right. what we want to watch these seven one wins you're like okay like great for my team but like that's not right. you right. know um you know the you know it, it i really firmly believe that the sky sports deal will do for the wsl as it did for the premier league yeah i'm the just sky sports deal. Watch, i'm just sad that i can't watch it here yeah. <laughs> like, I, I have to get like Sportsnet, and they honestly they they it's great I love mm-hmm. that it's being broadcast, mm-hmm. but like they don't show the goals. Like they just broadcast it, and once the game's over, right. that's it. There's like nothing for us. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like 
nope, you're going to get like pre halftime and post game analysis. And like, I got to pull up statistics from them being like, here's the stats for like Man City's possession versus Everton. Like, it's just like, that's great. And and it's Mm -hmm. their league, right? Like, so yeah, like your place for that. Like England's obviously going to be more focused on that than like Canada or the States. Right. It would be nice if we could. Yeah, absolutely. More too. So, all right. So, a lot of great things to come for the league, and it's interesting to see how the city squad gels um, in the coming weeks uh, and so forth. So, uh, that's what's going to make this thing exciting. So, Kate, thank you so much. Wonderful, brilliant debut for you. Uh, on this program so i thank you for joining us and look forward to getting your reactions after the next two matches coming up next weekend uh and so forth but glad to have you welcome aboard sounds good thanks for having me all right everybody we are closing shop for today uh coming up is going to be on tuesday we got the labor day Monday coming up. So nothing happening on Monday. And then we're coming up with uh, Arsenal and Chelsea reaction. I'm going to give them some time to kind of just chill out, you know, maybe get a drink or two or something or get some good rest before getting their reactions uh, after what happened on Sunday at the Emirates today uh, and so forth. So later on in Tuesday, Wednesday coming up, we're going to have Arsenal and Chelsea weekly features to discuss that particular match and uh, going forward. And I'm looking forward to it really. So everyone out there have a great Monday. Have a great today. Remember like share, subscribe, five-star reviews, share with friends, the word of mouth on this program on the podcast or on all podcast platforms and, and uh, it, word of mouth on the videos and everything else was what has gotten this thing going and what's gotten this thing big, uh, bigger than it has been before. So we're looking forward to a great season ahead. Please join us uh, and share. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see y'all coming up later on this week for the next two shows. Thank you. And uh, make some comments. Send me DMs. Have fun. All right. Take care, everybody. Thank you so much, Kate. Oh, thank you. All right. We're going to be out. We're going to be out, y'all. Have a good one.